Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Tuesday, October 19th, 2021. And tonight, the Red Wings can continue their streak of not losing in regulation against the Columbus Blue Jackets. We got Jay Forrester in today's episode from the Locked On Blue Jackets podcast. Uh, it's me, Nolan Bianchi, Scotty Bentley. Uh, and then we're joined by Jay for the duration of this show to preview tonight's game, talk about some storylines. Around around the Columbus Blue Jackets right now, some storylines going on around the Red Wings right now. We also get some keys to the game, all sorts of fun stuff. Enjoy the episode. So Blue Jackets two and zero, clearly going eighty two and zero. We have the chance <laughs> to start the season three and zero tonight, which is something that this franchise has never done. If you needed an indication of just how bad this team has been for so long. <laughs> um, we got a pretty good chance to do it, I think, against uh, the Detroit Red Wings, who have had a pretty exciting start to the season themselves. Uh, and so I thought, why not get the guys who know more about the Red Wings than basically anyone I know? Uh, let's get Noah Bianchi and Scott Bentley of Locked on Red Wings to uh, come and tell me about how their team uh, and how their team is doing and why it keeps doing this to their goaltenders. Well, that's a good question. Uh, unfortunately for the Red Wings, I mean, they have those goaltenders have picked up the torch and run with it. Alex Nadalkovich, maybe not quite as well uh, in that home opener as Thomas Christ was in the game against the Vancouver Canucks on Saturday night. But still, um, you know, it's a good goalie tandem. And, and, and they really he shut down a very talented Vancouver Canucks offense, an offense that was firing on all cylinders that night, an offense that was. Uh, creating in a bunch of different areas of the ice. And um, I said to Scotty yesterday's episode, I hate to sound like a broken record for our listeners here, but uh, Thomas Grice was simply refusing to let the Red Wings lose that game. Uh, so you hope they can kind of play better in front of them, but it remains to be seen whether or not they have. Uh, so that'll, that'll be something to watch for definitely in tonight's game. Yeah, yeah we man. talked about this a little bit off mic as well um, about goaltenders and Elvis Mosleykin seems to kind of be doing the same thing of, well, I'm winning this game. You guys can come along if you want, but yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. And then you know, Sam Gagne uh, ends up ends up getting the uh, the empty netter. There It was a great time. You know, it was a great game. A chippy again, as always. I hope you guys are ready to fight tonight. Uh, them being, you know, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, do you have anybody that that might be looking to fight? Because the Red Wings have in two games created two brand new rivals uh, in the Lightning and, and Canucks. Incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean, I personally would like it if uh, Zach Wierenski and Dylan Larkin fought again, because yes. that was like just a highlight of, of the season for us. Uh, they um, they asked Wierenski about it in the in the presser earlier to, earlier today. So Monday when when we we're recording this and he was like, well, we were just kind of holding each other back. And then I was like, do you want to go? And he was like, yeah, let's go. And so they were laughing and fighting at the same time. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I would love a repeat of that. We don't really have anyone that's, that's going to fight. Uh, our fighters now, uh, Boone Jenner, 
And uh, Jacob Varchek leads the team in career fights, which is extremely funny. Wow. We, uh, we've been playing a chippy brain of hockey over here the first, uh, the first couple of games of the season. So I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, I mean, both of the first two games, like incredibly chip, like, like some of the chippiest games we've seen in a while. And they were the first two games of the season. So, uh, if that's, a if that's any indication of, of things to come, then yeah, it might, it might, uh, it, it usually only takes a hit. It usually only takes a hit and, and, uh, and it's been kind of, kind of, I don't want to say off the rails because I don't think we've actually had a glove drop yet. Um, but it, it skirmishes and people throwing their hands in each other's face after pretty much every single dead puck. I will say, and this is probably something that you were going to bring up for your, your listeners because it has implications for not only tonight, but also a little bit long-term for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Max Domi, right, is announced today. He's out for four to six weeks. Honestly, probably for the best in this one, because like I said, the red, like it, that is like unfortunate in the, in the long term, obviously, but I don't, I don't know how many chippy guys can be out there on the little Cedars ice uh, arena right now. I was going to say he would, he would definitely be the, uh, the igniter to some stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm Which is a shame because um, he had, he's had a really strong start to the season. I mean, we all were kind of shocked. He participated in training camp. He wasn't supposed to be ready to go until like December from his shoulder surgery. Uh, He did a ton of work this off season. He played one preseason game uh, and then he had a really good game against Arizona. I thought he had a goal and two assists. It was a real difference maker. Uh, I thought he had a decent game against Seattle until he got broken, um, which is good because, um, I personally love it when I trash talk a guy all season, all off season. And then he comes back next season and is like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to stick it to you specifically for trash talking me by like scoring three points in, in the opening game of the season. Um, So he was a guy that I've been really excited to see how he progressed. And yeah, after missing all that time with shoulder injury to go out there and break a rib, uh, on his own hit as well, he hit someone and, and broke his rib. Um, you know, it's just kind of a yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Like, so that's that sucks. It does mean that we can bring uh, Igor Chinikov into the lineup, uh, who scored in his Cleveland Monsters debut at the weekend. He had a fantastic Travis City six goals in three games, uh, and I'm excited to, to see him ruin lives. NHL debuted on Tuesday or he get one uh, over the weekend? No, this will be his NHL debut. Okay. Um, That's fun. Yeah, you guys must be uh, laughing. The Columbus Blue Jackets got the last laugh on that. If, like, nothing else, even if he doesn't end up, like, being – a whole lot. He still got to the NHL year after his draft year. And I think that that's uh, yeah. a very big win in my book on top of the fact that it looks like he's going to actually, if he gets, if he gets nasty. 15 goals this season, if he gets 10 goals this season, I'm calling that a huge success considering Absolutely. when we drafted him, literally every single person pundit draft expert was like, who? Yeah. We don't, we don't know who this kid is, you know? So to, for a, a year after that, he, was rookie of the year in the KHL. Uh, he won the Gagarin Cup with his KHL team, and now he's arrived in in North America and seems pretty determined to make the make the team. So, 
I, I love that origin story of just like how he must have felt. I mean, this is the biggest night of his life in here. Like he is literally the butt end of a joke. That's that's a bummer. And that has to motivate you. And that it, it won't surprise me if he ends up coming out and being an absolute monster because like with maybe some of those hurt feelings included in the, I, I guess, evolution of his game and the edge that he plays with. That's something that you don't like. Draymond Green can name all 23 basketball players who were drafted ahead of him. You know, Tom Brady can name all six quarterbacks taken ahead of him. When you're in a situation like this, that can literally change the rest of your life. That whatever, I mean, like it's on a national scale, you're embarrassed, whatever, like it, it, it's disappointing when it happens to you. And uh, that would just be very, very cool if he ends up kind of flipping that on his head, uh, on its head and, and, and really become a special player in this league. Yeah. Spite is a powerful motivator. Extremely, yeah. extremely powerful. It's, it's cool. That, that's a cool, that's a cool debut though. That I mean, that's fun for both of us. So that, yeah, that's a really fun debut. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, and even if he doesn't like the, there was a lot of pressure, I say a lot of pressure. Mason McTavish scored. In his NHL mm-hmm. debut, uh, William Eklund, I believe, got on the score sheet but with an assist in his he NHL did, yeah. debut. And those are kind of two of the more notable rookies this season. So I feel like there is not a lot, but there is some pressure on Chinakov to have a good a good debut in terms of uh, starting to lay, the, lay the, the groundwork for a potential Calder Trophy run. Because that's going to that's gonna be spicy. This season it will be spicy. I mean, the the Red Wings got three guys who we are two guys realistically. Like, I, I don't think Alex Nedeljkovic is gonna. No matter what he does, and I would be interested to get an outsider's opinion on this. I think no matter what Alex Nedeljkovic does this year, like he already had his votes, and like they're just not is going he, to. He is still he has still eligible this season. Yeah, yeah this he's his, like this was his set, like, yes, last season was his second season. Yeah, he's got the fifth highest odds in like every sports book to win it right now at like okay. plus 1100. But I, I would like, I would not uh, expect that. Still, though, I mean, the most cider and, and Lucas Raymond have had uh, two nice starts to their debut as well. So that'll be something else that's kind of nice to watch in this game is it's we're not seeing the same two teams that we we did all of last season. We kind of made a joke like, I'm sick of you. I don't ever want to see the Blue Jackets again. I feel that way about every team that was in that Atlantic division this year. But this will be a fun matchup because despite what the uniforms say, these are actually going to be two pretty different teams that we're going to see here uh, on Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah, big time. Just I mean, just in the in the sense of um, of expectation coming into the season, obviously they're they're uh, maybe not too dramatically, but a, but a slight difference in expectation between fan bases. But even like, I mean, hot start, right? Like even even a, neither of these teams have have a regulation loss yet, and I, I think that alone is is going to make uh, going to make it fun. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, it was it was so nice to. I imagine you guys had the same uh, feeling when you played uh, Vancouver. Of oh my god, it's a new team. Yeah, this yeah. is a team we haven't played in like two years. Like with Arizona and Seattle, I was just, I was so excited. Especially with Arizona, I was just so excited that it wasn't the friggin' Dallas Stars or Tampa Bay Lightning. Or, For real, you know, it was such a breath of fresh air, and it's like a breath of fresh air knowing that, like, all right, we don't have to see you again. You know, like it's it. There's a they played 
each other in March. That's our only other meeting of the season. There was some bad blood, but like at the end of the day, it, it was just a fun hockey game because how bad of the blood or how bad can the blood really get when you're only seeing each other right. two times a year. And so it just, I, I think brings a completely different dynamic into the game. You're less familiar. I think every game going into it, watching it is more uh, exciting for a lot of those reasons. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and mega contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% whoa. No, 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. When you use our promo code LOCKDOWN, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. So they used to give out 50%, now it's 100%. Now you're getting the best bonuses from betonline.ag when you were already getting the best bonuses from betonline.ag before. What are you waiting for? From basketball, football, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKDOWN for a 100% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game, another one that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch all your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to ever buy a device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. This is uh, Bertuzzi looking at Setaguchi across the ice, and your dead seems to be what uh, he's mouthing. Yeah, I'm so excited for, like, a meaningless January game against, like, the Anaheim Dogs. Yeah, or, like, Edmonton every single game last season like... was a four-point game. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let me ask you this. 2-0 start. I think the, the perception was the Columbus Blue Jackets are about to go into a rebuild but is there reason to be excited about the blue jackets this year because they feel like a team to me that um maybe maybe it's just because of the the, the brand that torts built while he was there but they just seem like a team to me that could just always be in the mix whenever i don't know if they've really established themselves as that team long term and i know that there's you know kind of a different culture there now things like that but at the end of the day there's still some pretty talented hockey players on this team and you end up kind of making out like thieves in that, that Seth Jones trade, you get some pieces back in that to kind of add to the stockpile on top of guys like Emil Bemstrom. I know he actually just went out with an injury, uh, but yeah, you know, guys here, you're, you're trying to, to bring up and, and make the league. Is there potential for excitement and, and for this to maybe signify the start of something real? Yeah, I think so. I always joke about um, the Blue Jackets and I've done, I've done a ton of stuff for like season previews or talking to teams, uh, talk to other teams like, do you think the Blue Jackets are going to be good this season? And I genuinely have no idea because the Blue Jackets are a team that either contend for first overall or they have a legit shot 
to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And they don't really go anywhere in between. It is it is all or nothing for, for the Blue Jackets. And I feel like this roster could, again, this is a roster that could contend for first overall. It's a roster that could easily make the playoffs and cause some trouble in there. And as of right now, I have no idea which way it's going to go. And I know that, well, actually, I don't know. Because I, I was going to say, like, I know that, like, the history might not be there. But also, like, that's kind of how you have to be if you're no offense, but the Columbus is the Arizona of the, the, the Midwest. Like when, when Columbus isn't good, everybody's like acting a fool about how bad they feel for like the couple good players on the team. And it's like kind of obnoxious, but it ultimately ends up being the reality of the situation. The thing is, if you're able to pull the trigger on, on things at the right times and, pull the right levers and cranks, which the Columbus Blue Jackets management has managed to do over these last couple of years, you can actually keep your team, you know, over the span of 10 years, you might go to the playoffs the same time as, as a really good team. The only difference is you're not doing it five years in five years out. It's not the traditional big waves, big valleys that you might see from some of the bigger market teams who, who can afford to do that because they know that they'll keep their talent, but in Columbus, it's kind of interesting because uh, I, I think that they've really been a very successful smaller market team to where they're able to, you know, all right, we got to get this guy out of here so we can get him for something. But guess what? We're going to be right back in it next year. We're not going to make it, uh, you know, this year. But they're they're able to to conjure up quick turnarounds and things like that. And I don't think that's going away as long as they they have the front office that they do. Yeah, Kekalainen has done a, a really good job this offseason with, you know, and I'm not going to get into the the narrative of, oh, players don't want to play for Columbus. Everyone leaves. They all hate John Tortorella. Columbus, Ohio is a garbage city of garbage people, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we came into this offseason knowing that Nick Foligno likely wasn't going to be back. We came in knowing that Seth Jones wanted out or that he was not going to sign long-term and he was planning to walk as a free agent uh, at the end of of last season. We didn't know a ton. We suspected that Cam Atkinson might be getting moved, but we kind of came into it knowing, okay, well, those are three guys that aren't going to be here on the opening night roster. So what can we do about that? And I think Kekalainen did a fantastic job with the Seth Jones trade. Like... Two, two firsts and a second and at a Boquist who has been really good so far. And that's already looking. And I mean, I know people like kind of had made fun of it for, for potentially being this when it happened, that's already looking like a franchise altering bad trade for the Blackhawks. Seth Jones has not been good in Chicago. Um, and I think it probably it will even out. I don't think he's as bad as like early showings have suggested. Uh, mm-hmm. He was god awful in the opener against whoever they played in the Colorado. opener. Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. Um, he was pretty good against New Jersey. The Jack Johnson game. Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> my fa- that's my favorite goal of this season. And it's, it's like, and it's not close. Oh like, yeah, that's the no, best I, thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I saw the breakaway and was like, "Okay, that's pre- oh, that's Jack Johnson." Oh god, yeah. <laughs> like, I would. I tweeted out. I tweeted out uh, um, Eric McDavid Johnson, and you just tweeted me wrong Johnson, and I was like, "No shit." And then yeah, <laughs> and then the other Johnson scored. Yeah. 
yeah or like a, a couple minutes i think later. like the next yeah, yeah like a minute later yeah but yeah seth jones i think has been really inconsistent in chicago whereas i think adam boquist has been less noticeable but that's not necessarily a bad thing for defensemen i always feel like the best defenseman you don't notice yeah. until they mess up yeah um so it's that's looking pretty good. Obviously, we flipped the second for Jake Bean. That's looking pretty good. Uh, Atkinson for Voracek was a was something that I was so against when it happened. I was furious, um, and then I kind of calmed down about it, like stopped sulking, and realized, okay, we need a playmaker for Line A because Atkinson just wasn't doing it. We don't have any center depth whatsoever, so we can't find any playmakers for him there. We needed a Galit Ivaracek to basically just staple to line A's side. And hey, it's turning out pretty okay so far. They were really good in preseason. Uh, they've looked good so far in the regular season, you know. So it's, like you say, yeah, it's not been a, a full rebuild, but it's just been little little adjustments um, that look like big adjustments. You know, the, the departure of Seth mm. Jones looks like a massive deal. But yeah. we just kind of replaced Seth Jones with... Two defensemen. Mm-hmm. You know, we got we got Jay Bean for, for the second. Um, and he's looked pretty good. He's playing with Wierenski at the minute. Uh, he's very young. He makes uh, some mistakes. But, I mean, you get that with young defensemen. I'm not mad about that. Boquist, I think, has looked really good. He's playing on the second pair with Vladislav Gavrikov, who I believe is our only defensive defenseman. Um, I tweeted about this the other night. We have five Rovers on defense and then Vladislav Gavrikov. <laughs> so that's that's exciting like I, I like it was the i think it was the, the arizona game i like looked down on my phone and then i looked up and zach Wierenski's doing like figure of eights behind the arizona net <laughs> and i'm like yeah sure why not at this point but yeah it's it's a very different team in terms of roster and in terms of like how the team looks as well this is very diff- this is very clearly not the same team that john tortorella coached Sure. Last season, which is exciting to me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I feel like the Red Wings are a very different team as well. Maybe not as drastic, but like from from what I've seen, like the, the way they play on ice is night and day compared to last season. Yeah, and I mean, like they started healthy. They're with the exception of you know not having Jacob Verana, but uh, I think the when we bring in a guy like cider and letty like to a, a decor that was not great and, and wasn't like garbage because honestly it's it's pretty similar to last year you just kind of plug those two guys into your top four so now it's like oh okay well you yeah know, you move like, everyone else down the steps exactly uh you know troy stature we were losing our minds over how happy we were that vancouver got rid of him last year he hasn't played a game yet he's he's been healthy bombed uh, both of these first two games. But I just think like when you add two guys who bring that much skill to the defensive position that they have, you, you now have 20 minutes a night that look completely different on the back end. And, and I think that's what those two guys have brought. Uh, and then Tyler Bertuzzi has been playing out of his mind. Like he, he has been a weapon in so many different ways, not only on the score sheet, but just like he has been the heart and soul of this team so far, getting in guys' faces, embarrassing guys. Lucas Raymond has been absolutely terrific. He he is everything as advertised, stealing pucks everywhere, kind of um, you know making the plays that, that we were all excited for him to see. And you know, guys have have really stepped up. I gotta say though, like the the bottom six hasn't 
really been that involved in scoring chances. I think that'll probably have to change uh, in tonight's game if they're going to beat Merzlikens as good as he's been. Uh, hopefully bring that pressure all four lines. Yeah. yeah. Nick Leddy was a, a guy that I forgot you had until preseason. And he is, I think, maybe one of the more underrated defensemen. Yeah, uh, he's a lot of fun. He is, he is a phenomenal skater. Yeah, like no, I I don't I, I can't think of another defenseman that skates as well as he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's he was a real surprise for me of the like the preseason games I watched for Detroit, and I watched a little bit of the uh, Vancouver game. I thought he was he was good in that. Uh, so yeah, he could be a really stabilizing player for for the back end of uh, of Detroit. Yeah, I think the the one of the other things that is so dramatically dis- different like night and day from last year is the power play. We brought in uh, new coaches to help with it and such. And while the, you know, we're not off to a start where we're scoring like, you know, 40% of the time on it or anything ridiculous like that. It, it just, uh, it, it looks so like the power play was so bad last year. It, it was <laughs> almost historically bad. And I think that uh, that alone brings such a new look to uh, to this offense with scoring opportunities. And for, like Nolan said, the, the bottom six haven't been too terribly involved in scoring. So having that top six be productive and being productive on the power play is going to obviously be that much more important. And again, on, on top of, uh, you know, we kind of talked about it at the beginning with how much more physical and kind of chippy this team, this wings team has been playing so far this year. Special teams is is gonna, probably going to end up being of the utmost importance. It looks like so. Uh, definitely one of the when, when you're talking about how different the team feels from last year to this year, that's easily one of the biggest factors too. Yeah, for sure. It um, the power play has been really exciting for Columbus as well. Actually, basically everything you've just said about the power play for Detroit, I'm like, oh yeah, that's Columbus as well. Like we have been god awful with the extra man basically since we lost Sam Gagne in like 2017 condolences um, thanks yeah (laughs) well I mean he was on league minimum for us he was really good on the power play and then Vancouver went and we're like well actually we're gonna pay him three million bucks a year now and I was like you do that (laughs) but yes but for the first time the power play like again we're not scoring on it a bunch necessarily but like there's puck movement and we set up in the zone and we win face-offs and like that that's been the biggest thing for me so far this season I think has been we win face-offs now which is something that we couldn't like you gun to your head you couldn't win a face-off on Columbus last season so that's that's always exciting um I am gonna ask you guys because uh, I've been doing this with with all of the, the crossovers I've been doing uh I would like the final score of tonight's game and I would like the game-winning goal scorer prediction. Ooh, I'm going to say uh, I, I think the boys are going to keep it rolling tonight. They're playing at home. I think if they're going on the road, it might be a little bit of a different story. But this is Columbus's first road game of the season. Two very different kind of emotional wins for them. Uh, looks like the Red Wings are going to be getting their captain back, Dylan Larkin. Uh, in Tuesday night's game. I just think that they're going to be playing with that little pep in their step, that little edge, 
And uh, I'm not saying Columbus won't be ready for it, but I, I think if the Red Wings can score early, they can kind of make the, the things start to crumble around Columbus. Maybe uh, not necessarily panic or anything like that, but the, the games have been so electric so far this season that I really do think they're feeding off of this energy and the momentum in, in ways that they haven't in years past. So uh, I'm going to say four to two, and I will give the game winning goal to uh, that's a tough one. Pew Suter. Oh, nice. He has uh, he hasn't scored in his, his Red Wings tenure yet. Uh, so let, let, let's give Pew Suter the goal uh, from Robbie Fabry for two Red Wings. Beauty. I'll uh, I'll I'm going to go with a little bit of a lower scoring game, I think. Um, with how physical we have been, um, as Nolan mentioned, the, the bottom six have kind of not been all for as far as scoring opportunities uh, and, and Columbus's goaltending we've talked about has been so good so far this year. I'm still going to take the wings at home, uh, keep the ball rolling there. I'll take uh, I'll take a two one victory with the game winning goal being. I'll take Robbie Fabry. I'll, I'll take, uh, I'll take Fabry. Um, and I'll, I'll get a, a setup from, from Lucas Raymond just for Nolan. <laughs> With all the different number of makes and models out there, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need in the traditional chain storefront. Why would you endure pointless, seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry when you have access to computers with rockauto.com at home and in your pocket you can save time and money with rockauto.com you can save 30 50 even 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership uh rockauto.com they're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years before you know it christmas is going to be coming up you're going to be looking at your bank account going gosh dang it i wish i would have fixed my brakes myself instead of taking it to uh some guy who screwed me out of a bunch of money and uh i could have just done a better job myself i don't want that for you you don't want that for you so go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck and just write locked on in there how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you they got a main selection reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need it's rockauto.com what about you jay hmm. Well, I gotta, I gotta root for my guys, you know. I think yeah, fair enough. It's gonna be a series start in franchise history. We've never won three games in a row to start the season, um, and I'm gonna say it's gonna be a three-one victory, and the game-winning goal is going to hmm. Is that third oh, goal an empty netter? Yeah, I think probably an empty netter. All right. So essentially it's a 2-1 win because empty netters are stupid and shouldn't count. Um, <laughs> but the I'm going to say, I'm going to say Cole Sillinger gets his. Ooh, mm, I think I'm very excited miss, to watch Cole Sillinger. I love career. that. Yeah, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. He was a, a guy I was really interested in heading into the draft. He kind of like was just outside of that window where he was like in tier two, like, but just barely. Yeah. And, uh, I was very surprised to see he already made the roster. Um, yeah, he had a fantastic training camp, Traverse City tournament. Um, yeah, he was a guy. So because the Blue Jackets had three first round picks, we originally had five, 25 and 32. So I looked at like kind of the top eight guys 
And then I looked at like the the end of the end of the round guys. And then obviously we traded Seth Jones since so we got the that 12th overall pick. And I was like, well, shoot, I have done no research on anyone who <laughs> might go between eighth and like 25th in this draft. So and, and then you thought to yourself, well, I guess that'll be okay. He'll have a couple of years before he gets to Columbus. So uh, let's yeah, get and then, to know him then. And then, yeah, like there was a, a really good <laughs> quote from Brad Larson, like at the at the very end of training camp when we were making final cuts. And he basically was like, I even said to the kid, uh, I keep looking for reasons to get rid of you and I can't. So I guess he's here to stay. That's beautiful. Great. Again, beautiful. I think he's looked really good. Uh, he had an assist in the game against Arizona. He's looked really good on a line. He's been centering Boone Jenner and Max Domi. Uh, so I assume he will be centering Boone Jenner and Igor Chinikov, uh, which that's going to be a fun, that's going to be a fun line. Uh, it's going to be two fast kids and then Boone Jenner who plays like he's been shot out of a cannon. So. <laughs> I just love the idea of uh, Columbus's new, much more sensitive head coach, like white fanging uh, Cole Sillinger being like, go on, get out of here. <laughs> Graham, you know, don't you get it? We don't want you around here. You're not ready to make a team. And then he just doesn't. Yep. That's what I like to think of it as. Uh, it's a good change of pace for you guys. I would imagine it's it's nice to uh, it's nice to nice to see there. Yeah, I was I was talking to Scotty about this actually while you were you were um, out of the room of like having a head coach that keeps lines together for the entire game is just yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the little things. I'm like, I don't know. We, we have had a lot of those coaches in Detroit over the last, I don't know, five, ten years. Uh, and not with the Red Wings specifically, but like there was – you don't realize like the, 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 the lies that you tell yourself. I'll, I'll use one uh, and then we can wrap it up here. Is like with Matt Patricia, the old Lions coach – he was known for like having an unconventional defense. He liked to unconventional guys, bigger, heavier, maybe perceived to be a little bit slower, but he knows how to put them in the right positions to succeed. And we, and, and in the city for the last like three years, like every time he would make a draft pick, he'd be like, okay, so he probably wasn't going to go till the next round. Um, he honestly is not that valuable uh, at the NFL level and, and, and he probably isn't that good, but Matt Patricia is going to coach him up and he's going to put him in the right spot to succeed. And, uh, and then the first draft without him, when that just wasn't happening, when every guy that was getting drafted didn't have an athletic score and like the, the one percentile, uh, it was, it was incredible. Like, it was like, you just take things for granted like that. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> We've so. had our fair share. We've had our fair share of uh, of those for sure. Certainly. Any yeah, any more keys to the? Is... It's a time. It's it's on the come up. It's on the come up. I think the uh, I was talking to Matt uh, Shook. He used to host Black Town Pistons podcast yesterday, and uh, he said that he thinks the the Red Wings are about to be the hottest team in the city. And I can't really find an excuse to argue with him on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's them or the Pistons for sure. Yep. Uh, any more keys to the game for you? I had uh, I had the score early thing. I have to the the much better defensively thing, uh, and then you know just play with the same energy that they've had this these past couple nights. Yeah, I think just 
goaltending defense defense is important. I think our defense has not been great the the first couple of games of the season. Uh, we kind of made it work against Arizona because they're mostly incompetent. Uh, Seattle was a little bit hairier, but there are gonna, there are guys on the Red Wings that will burn you if uh, if you don't pay attention to them. Like Dylan Larkin again. Like I I always forget how fast Dylan Larkin is mm-hmm. until he's already blown past like three of my guys. I'm like right. That guy, <laughs> you know, Lucas Raymond is kind of a, a an unknown quantity for a lot of teams. I mm. think he could burn you if you're not paying attention enough. So I think it's it's very much you've got to you've got yeah, to give Quinn the team the a little night. bit more respect than maybe is your instinct with a team like the Red Wings. You know, mm-hmm. like you were bad last season, not quite as bad as Columbus, but you know, pretty bad. Uh, you, again, like projected to not have a great season this season, kind of like Columbus. Um, and I think that the instinct is to kind of take your foot off the gas a little bit and be like, oh, it's only Detroit. Um, yeah. And I think that's that's where Detroit gets a lot of its, versa, too, a lot of its wins. Is when people are like, oh, it's only Detroit, you know? So Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think the, the, the part about the unknown quantity, I don't know you just said it specifically about Lucas Raymond, but I think that's very true. Uh, with both of these two teams right now for each other. And and so I think that's what's partially going to make it a fun game is the fact that you know kind of what you're going to get out of Vancouver on a, on a night-to-night basis. You know what they're going to try and do. You obviously know what the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to do, but now, now uh, going into this game on Tuesday night, you have two teams who they're trying to figure it out as they go. And on yeah. a night-to-night basis, it's going to look a lot different. So uh, I think that's, that's what makes it exciting. Interesting. I would agree. Yeah. And, and it's either going to be zero, zero or like, I was just three, three yeah. at the end of the first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm hoping for three, three. I'm, I'm loving the like stupid games. I'll take that over, you know, a two, one game anytime. That's where we disagree. No, yeah, I know. I was going to say, like, and you're, I like two, one games. That's where Nolan and I disagree, man. I, I love the low scoring intensity. I love a pitcher's duel in baseball, but. I don't know. Like uh, you can have a, a well, because... two game while the goalies are also playing incredible. You can, you can for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm but yeah, no, like, I still disagree with you. <laughs> like that's that, that is rule one of, of Blue Jackets games. So yeah, yeah. Well, two Vesna contenders and and that tomorrow and uh, have you guys got Delkovich starting? Do they? I have I no idea. I, I so we we kind of have tend to believe that Grice is going to be. I think they're just going to go with whoever's hot, and he looks so good on Saturday. Lashel is also to, the the CEO of refusing to show any cards of like a or hint at like a pre starting line or, uh, or yes. until like five minutes before puck drop. So yeah, I know. Um, Jackets insider uh, Jeff Svoboda asked who the goalie was going to be for Columbus uh, tonight. And I think Brad Larson said something along the lines of, well, we're definitely going to have a goalie. <laughs> There's definitely going to be one, <laughs> which, you, you know, you guess means ask me tomorrow, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes, we definitely feel that. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it's going to be a fun game. I'm excited. Yeah. Four two. Yeah, well, book it. Yeah, we'll we'll have to revisit this the next time. Uh, the next time the Red Wings uh, roll into town against Columbus. 
Absolutely. You're going to have a different crew. This is our, this is our last uh, lockdown crossover, Jay. How do you feel about it? Oh, yeah. Nolan is, uh, is, is departing. I know. I'm sad about it. He messaged me. I was like, I was thinking about messaging you to be like, hey, we play, like, our teams play each other in a couple of weeks. Let's sit down. And then you were like, oh, by the way, I'm leaving lockdown Red Wings. And I was like, what? No. Like, yeah, this is my, uh, my last week. Friday is my last show. So better be a special it'll be a good time. It, it will be a very special show. We're going to, I'm going to bring kazoos and Incredible. all those other types of things. <laughs> it's treats. Nature. Really fun. Yeah. Treats, virtual treats. Yes. You know, it goes. Well, if, if my guys want to tune in to Nolan's last ever locked on Red Wings, uh, where can, where can we find the locked on Red Wings podcast? Where can we find you guys on the internet? You know, it's know your enemy, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me at Nolan Bianchi. Uh, Lockdown Everybody's is streaming anywhere that you uh, get podcasts. You can go follow the podcast on Twitter. There, the show goes on, uh, folks. That just because I won't be here doesn't mean that the uh, the show won't still be uh, going on. So go follow it at lo underscore Red Wings. I am uh, I'm at Bentley Scotty on Twitter, and uh, I'm not leaving. So uh, you can you can come listen to uh, you can come listen to me post Friday show and uh, for the Big Wolf of Wall TV. Street vibes. Uh, <laughs> Jay, how about you? Where can uh, where can people find you? I'm not fucking there. Uh, yeah, if people want yelling <laughs> about the Blue Jackets on their Twitter feed, which I mean, why wouldn't you? Uh, you can follow Locked On Blue Jackets. We're at L O underscore Blue Jackets on Twitter. Uh, if you would like some blue jacket yelling, but interspersed with like dog pictures and Star Wars opinions, then you can follow me over at underscore Jacob Foster, J A K O B F O R S T E R. Beautiful. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's go Red Wings. Let's go Blue Jackets. Uh, let's go team. One, two, three, let's have fun. Have fun. One, two, three, let's have fun. Hockey on three. Locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.